Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lauren Sweeney, the Vice President at Rise Up For You, and I'm honored to be your host today on the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. Our guest today is really going to expand your capacity, no pun intended, as we talk about leadership and development. And uh, she is pretty well known as well. I just found out she was on Oprah as well, which is amazing. So Lisa Fabrica is a leadership expert. And she helps ambitious people like you listening or watching us live expand their capacity to handle more wealth. We could do that, right? More success and more growth. For over 10 years, she has helped entrepreneurs, corporate executives, Academy Award winning nominees, and Nobel Prize organization candidates break through boundaries that have been holding them back from their next level. We are really excited because she is going to bring the strategy for us today. She's going to tell us what she knows and how we can make it applicable to our lives. Lisa, we're excited to have you on today. Welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's dive in as we talk about what had you go in this realm of capacity when you're, I know burnout, the great resignation of 2021, all big topics. How'd you get into this capacity work and why why is it so important? Yes. Well, I've been doing what I do for about 12 years now. And I think I've calculated that I've worked with over 74,000 people at this point. And the way it came about is essentially the, the capacity framework is something I created from working with so many people. And when you work with so many people for so long, you start to notice patterns about where people are sort of hitting their head up against walls as they're growing. And the way that it came about for me is that when I started my business, I actually was doing something completely different. I was doing nutritional coaching, but I noticed that all of my clients were very successful, either CEOs or business owners, entrepreneurs. And we were just after the first or second session, we weren't really talking about food anymore. We were talking about all the stressors that they were having in terms of they are very ambitious. So they're constantly growing and expanding and their wealth was growing. Their success was growing. Their visibility was growing and the amount of people needing things from them was growing and their boundaries needed to change. And that is how I sort of got led on to understanding why capacity is the thing that we really need to focus on when we really want to go to the next level of our success. Because what I was noticing is that a lot of the people that were working with me were amazing at hiring strategists to help them figure out the strategic problems. You know, like if we want to, if we want to scale the business to eight figures this year, then what are the things we have to need to have in place? What are the team members? All of that. But then once they had the strategy, the strategy was either not working for them or they were not implementing the strategy. They were having a lot of resistance come up. Mm. And this would show up in the form of hiding from more visibility, being nervous about being seen. Um, I had a client that Forbes wanted to put her in the top 1000 and she was experienced, even though her business was super successful and already at eight figures, she was really nervous about being featured in Forbes and was kind of trying to sabotage it a little bit because she was already so overwhelmed with everything that was on her plate that she thought, if I'm in Forbes next 1000, 
it's going to like triple what's already on my plate. And I already feel like I can't handle what I have on my plate already. So how can I grow if I can't handle what's already here? And so that's the, the, the answer is because it's not the strategy that you need more of at this point. What you need to learn is how to create more capacity so that you have limitless ability to handle limitless growth mm -hmm. and not sacrifice your well-being as the CEO, not burn out, not overwhelm, not make bad decisions under stress and duress, which we saw, we saw a lot of people doing that during the pandemic when it first broke out. I've seen people doing it now with the markets being volatile. I'm seeing CEOs make a lot of bad mistakes, overreacting, underreacting, and all of that falls into the realm of having the capacity we need to get to where we want to go. And at every stage of our growth, our capacity has to grow to hold, handle, and receive more. Yeah, I love that. It's it. We like to phrase it too as like, what are the big rocks? What is the most important thing? And then where's your resistance? Why are you resisting it? I, absolutely. And and noticing, okay, I'm shying away. I don't want that spotlight anymore. What's going on? Is it a confidence thing? Where Where is the breakdown? I love that. It's really great and so important for people to be able to actually take what is given to them. Like you said, the strategy will often say, you don't want to just be a content consumer. You want to actually be a content activator. And so it sounds like you're the gap. You're bridging that gap there. So yeah. what if somebody's listening and they're saying, yes, Lisa, I'm with you. I mean, I, I don't have enough capacity to really implement or there is a missing piece. Where do they start? That's it. I love this question. So where you want to start is you want to give yourself what I'd like to call a capacity assessment. And I actually, when people book calls with me, I do this with them live. Um, but what you want to do is what I've identified over the last 12 years of working with so many leaders is that there's these six areas where we tend to hit the most trouble when we're growing. And for each one of you listening, this is going to be a completely different combination. That's what I call your capacity code. Whatever combination of these you have, it's like this fabric with all these finely worn fibers, you know, woven into each other. Um, and so the first uh, capacity area that I find, and I actually call it areas where you have blind spots that CEO develop blind spots. And so, for example, your money capacity is one. And the way I define money capacity is your ability to grow limitlessly your income year after year after year. So if you're doing things like hitting revenue plateaus or you can't get the company as profitable as it was before, or you know you are making decisions that are putting the business into a lot of debt and it's not necessarily the good kind of debt, anything that's going on with your money or hitting revenue plateaus or anything like that is going to be a money blind spot. For you and I, I'm calling it. I've changed the terminology a little bit because I think it's not just money; it's wealth. So it's really a wealth blind spot. Mm -hmm. um, so as you're listening, ask yourself: Am I able to earn, save, and invest larger and larger amounts of money every year? Because if I'm not, there might be something going on in the area of wealth, money for you. Um, the second one is visibility, and this is the the top one. I did a poll and I went through all the people who've taken my capacity quiz. And I swear to you, the visibility, like we had a chart, like a, with a graph, you know, it would yeah. be like visibility is up here and all the other ones are down here. Visibility <laughs> is your ability to allow all of you to be fully seen in your work. And that can look like being the face of your brand. It can look like authentically expressing what makes you special in your marketing. And it's not just you, your company as well. 
Um, and a lot of people struggle with visibility for a variety of reasons. Um, I'll tell you a quick little story that was so powerful that shows the power of eliminating visibility blind spots. I had this client who she had already had a very successful about half a million dollar a year business um, where she was doing business coaching. But she also had this really incredible intuitive side and she would often use the intuition mixed with the strategy in her sessions with her clients, but she wouldn't tell them that's what she was doing. She was afraid of being front and center with her intuition because she thought people would think it was weird and not want to work with her anymore. She had this event that every year she did, and she would really pull teeth to get 80 people. And the year that we worked on her visibility blind spot and got her to feel confident in showcasing all these sides of her in her branding and her marketing, the event that she would just work so hard to just get 80 people for it went from 80 to 265, something like that. It was like close to 280. So literally just by shifting that one thing and being comfortable with showing all of who she was, she over, I think it's over tripled her enrollment mm. in that, in that event. Um, and then we have purpose. Purpose is a place that I find a lot of CEOs hit run into blind spots or run into walls because a lot of times we will start a business. And I had a, a client who started a business about smoothies and the business became so successful it like hit seven figures really quickly. They were one of the first businesses online to have a million followers across Instagram and Facebook. And it was a big deal. But about five years in, she was like, it's just not part of my purpose anymore to be doing this. But she kept forcing herself because it was, what else was she going to do? And she was terrified of stepping into her own personal brand. And that led to almost a feeling where she almost sold her shares in the company too soon because she was so miserable and honestly kind of down and feeling really drained, not really doing what she loved. So a lot of times I find that that leaders will run into this purpose blind spot where they are staying, they're not feeling fulfilled anymore by what they're doing. It's time to move on, but they're, they're not aware that that's what's happening. They think that it's a problem with the business model. They think it's a problem with the team. They think it's a problem with their funnel, their marketing funnel. <laughs> and they're like throwing all this money at it and it's not, they're not feeling better and it has nothing to do with that. And then you're messing up the business instead of realizing that it's really a purpose blind spot that you're dealing with. Um, and then the last three are embodiment. Embodiment is the biggest one that nobody wants to admit that they have. <laughs> and embodiment is essentially your ability to navigate chaos and challenges outside of you without getting thrown off your center. Mm. So we're doing a launch and a launch makes you go like an emotional roller coaster. I had this client who, whose entire team in the middle of a launch threatened to quit because they were like, Every time we do a launch, you stress us out so badly. And this is not okay. Like, we can't do this. You're such a mess. Like, you need to go take care of yourself. Um, and so how do you deal with when people challenge you online? Or, you know, you get a rude email or a colleague pushes back and disagrees with you. Uh, emotionally, spiritually, mentally challenging situations that come with running a business, which we know there are plenty of. Right, right. <laughs> right. Um, and then we have one of my favorites, which is structural capacity. And the way I define this is that it's the structures and foundations that are going to lift you up to your next level. So who's on your team? And I don't mean your business team only. 
I mean, your life team too. Your life team consists of the people who are in your inner circle. Do you have help at home? Are you doing too much emotional labor for your family? You know, what are the teams that are surrounding you? And if you look at all your business and life teams, is every single person on that team serving the purpose of supporting you and lifting you up to the next level? Because if they aren't, it's time to do an assessment because we don't realize how draining it is to have these people that aren't fully aligned with our next level of growth, have a little bit of envy, have a little bit of jealousy, or don't think as big as we do. And they give us these little nicks, these little comments, and I call them death by paper cut. And in that, <laughs> you know, in that we have so many paper cuts, we're just bleeding out. And then we wonder why we're burned out and resentful and feel like we can't handle the next level of growth. So your structures are extremely important. Otherwise, you're building a mansion on a cardboard foundation. Absolutely. And then finally, boundaries. <laughs> boundaries That's is huge. a good one, right? Yes, boundaries is huge because the biggest mistake, okay, here's the thing I see with boundaries. We think boundaries are walls. And so if we are empathetic or are people who care, and that's really the only people I work with is people who care to make a positive impact, they feel bad about setting boundaries sometimes because it feels uncaring because it feels like a wall. And what I tell people is a boundary is not a wall. A boundary is a specific request that you are making that explains to people what you are and are not available for period. And boundaries are not just with other people. We have to set boundaries with ourselves too. Sometimes we allow ourselves to go down these rabbit holes of thought that are not conducive, that are not helpful. And we have to train our brains to set a boundary and go, I'm not going there at four o'clock in the morning. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I want to say about boundaries is that a lot of people are operating with the boundaries that got them to where they are and expecting those boundaries to get them to the next level of support. And one of the things, I know you mentioned that I was on Oprah recently, and one of the things that I um, had prepared as a question to ask her was, imagine how many people want her time on a daily basis. Her boundaries must be impeccable. And do you have that level of boundaries? The boundaries you have now may work for you now, but where you're envisioning going, what needs to shift in your boundaries? Because it has to. Your boundaries are going to have to change when you grow. And once you have that answer, set those boundaries now. Because setting the boundaries about that you're going to need when you are already there now ensures that you can actually get there, if that makes any sense. So these it are does. the areas that I've noticed people run into trouble with their capacity. I love that, Lisa. So many tangible golden nuggets. People need to, you know, pause this, write, journal, talk it out, call you for an intro call. I love the talking about boundaries. I notice a lot of times when we're more confident, we'll set those better boundaries. Or when we're really visioning where we want to be, we'll set the boundaries that are aligned with it, which is what you're talking about. Yes. And I love the missing pieces. It's not that if, like you said, they're given a structure or strategy to now 10x their business. It's not that there's something wrong with them that they can't implement it. They just have a blind spot in one of these areas of capacity. Amen. So well said. I think you've summarized it the best of anybody that I've ever interviewed with. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with the yeah. strategy. Like it's, it's a deeper thing. Absolutely. And then it's tangible. And really, it can be 
for your personal life, and we're talking about business because most people listening are a leader or an entrepreneur, but we do know that the person is the professional, right? And so it goes together, you as a whole person, you taking your company, your business, your goal, or just wanting to have more peace and resilience in your life right now. Exactly. And we don't have to sacrifice our well-being or sacrifice time with our family or feel like, gosh, I never have any time to myself in order to be able to, you really don't. I'm telling you, I have worked with people on hundred million dollar company boards. I've worked with beginners. <laughs> I've worked with people who have all types of, of wild schedules and demands on their time. And you do not have to sacrifice your well-being if you are focusing on your capacity as much as you are on your strategies. Yeah, I love that. I also like your point of, let's say, talking about Oprah or whoever, picking a leader you admire, somebody that you you would strive to be. What are their values? Like you said, you're assuming her boundaries have to be impeccable. So how does that then funnel down to what I want to emulate? How do I want to be? How do I, who do I want to grow into? Exactly. Exactly. And then that's, who do I want to grow into? Then what are their money beliefs? Like what's their visibility look like? What does their purpose look like? What does their embodiment look like? What does their boundaries look like? What do their structures look like? And start saying right now. Yes. You know, it's a flip of what we usually say. Usually people will hear, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same results, you know, that's insanity. But what I'm also hearing is if you keep doing different things as the same person, expecting different results, that also won't work. That's what you're talking about. Is it exactly. not? Yes. <laughs> it's not necessarily doing different things unless you're going to change as a person. A hundred percent. Could not agree with you more. It really that. involves changing also how you see yourself. You know, mm -hmm. the person I am at eight figures is very different. The person I am at six figures. And in order to get to eight figures, not only do I have to make sure these areas that we talked about that you can score yourself on as you're listening to expand. And then the question is, well, how, in what way do they need to expand? And well, that's why you need help. You know, that's why I work with people because it's not that easy to look at your blind spots on your own because blind, the definition of a blind spot is you can't see it. <laughs> right. But I think that um, understanding what's going to be involved in that growth and how you're going to need to change how you see yourself is huge because when you change the way you see yourself, your behaviors change too. You start saying no to things that you were saying yes to before. I am not the person that says yes to that anymore. I did this post on Instagram last week and it went viral. People just went wild over it. And it was about emotional labor. And I detailed this thing that happened in my day because, you know, I'm, I do my own work that I teach and I would have no business teaching it if I wasn't growing through it myself. So I'm always growing my capacity. And one of the ways I was noticing that I needed to make an expansion of my capacity was the places I was still doing little bits of emotional labor for other people, which throw me off. And so the example I gave in the post was just in one morning, I go on my bike rides every morning and I usually take about an hour and a half because I'm training for long distance bike riding. And this bike ride is like, it sets me up right for my entire day. My mind is sharp when I come back. I feel so good. My endorphins are up. My whole day goes better when I do this bike ride. And I do it every morning. It's non-negotiable. While I'm on my bike ride, I get a text from my cleaning crew. Oh, our 11 a.m. canceled. Can we come early? Except all of my calls were scheduled around them coming at 2 o'clock. Right. Then I get a, uh, an email from a client who I had completed our, our program with. 
she decided to take it personally for some reason and then was demanding an unpaid one-on-one -on -one conversation where I would explain to her why I ended our program. Then I have another email from someone who's a friend <laughs> who knows I'm from Panama and these notifications are popping up on my phone as I'm on my bike, right? Um, and it's like, oh, my friend is doing a retreat in Panama. Could you recommend a list of retreat centers for her? I'm like, um, excuse me, that is literally a job. It's so labor intensive that people get paid to do that kind of research. Yes. That's not my just job description. Like, that's not my profession. Then I get another message from somebody I had bought a product from telling me she can't figure out how to, sh how to ship it. Essentially asking me to help her figure out how to ship it. And then a text from a guy who wants me to help, essentially help him plan a date. And I'm like, wow, in just that 30 minute time window that I'm on my bike, I have five messages from people asking me to do work that they can figure out on their own, asking me to make their non-emergencies my emergencies. And literally the old people pleaser in me wanted to pull over and just quickly respond and disrupt my entire bike ride or feel sad for my cleaning crew that they were gonna have three hours with nothing to do. And why can't I accommodate them to come earlier? But because I'm working on changing how I see myself, because I'm going to my next level, I realized, no, I'm sorry. These are your emergencies. They have nothing to do with me. Solve them on your own. I am not going to feel pressure to respond to you right away. I'm mm -hmm. not even going to feel pressured to help. And so I said, I waited till the afternoon when I actually had time to reply. So my cleaning crew showed, she actually texted me a second time. Have you gotten my message? <laughs> I was like, going to make your emergency it's not my fault that your morning client canceled. And I, I, I don't even have time to respond to you. I have so many phone calls as soon as I get off this bike. And it was wonderful. And that's an example of changing the way you see yourself. If I am this next level CEO of my next level, I don't make these emerg these little emergencies my emergencies. That's and guess right. what? Everybody figured it out on their own. Everybody How is everything done? Right? You Everybody do not have to save the world, Lisa. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because you're better when you don't people please and that that's a whole another conversation but we're actually we expand and give give others permission to also say no we give them permission to figure things out tell us what you'll find on or what others will find on your website and how we can contact oh. you yes so on my website you can actually sign up and you can get a video that I'm, it's called three questions you must answer to realign. And so if you're experiencing any of these capacity issues or blind spots that we're talking about today, you can go and it's going to, the video is going to walk you through three questions that I know nobody has ever asked you before that are going to make you really think deeply about what blind spots you need to be working on. So you can go my website. If you just put your name and email into the little newsletter sign up option, you will get that. Um, and then also on my website is um, my blogs, my blogs are very popular and you can, that's free information that can teach you a little bit more about your blind spots and your capacity. I write it, uh, two times a month. I used to do it weekly, but that's part of my up level is cutting down. I don't need to do it weekly. I can do it twice a month. And, um, there's also ways to work with me if you want to explore that as well. I love it. And if you're listening and you can't see the visual, it is just www.lisa, L-I-S-A, and then her last name is spelled F-A-B-R-E-G-A.com. It's also in the show notes. Well, just so great, Lisa. I love to ask kind of a closing question, and that is, what does rise up for you mean to you? 
I think rise up means courage. I think it means courage to do things differently than other people are doing. And I think it also means the courage to upset people by saying no, upset people by not being the people pleaser. Because when you do that, you really can rise up into your potential and who you're here to be. Oh, I love that. Lisa, thank you so much for the work you're doing, for your courage to expand your capacity and for being on the show today. Thank you for having me on. Oh, just awesome. Some incredible conversations. I know you're going to have to pause, go back, listen to it again. Thank you for joining us today on the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. And if you are looking for some power coaching, maybe you need a little uh, boost in the arm of some confidence, leadership, or for your business, text us the word power to 949-416-0671. And for as low as $149 a month, you can begin with a coach today. I'm Lauren Sweeney, and it's been my pleasure to be your host. I'll see you next time on the podcast.